Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about antiphospholipid syndrome. And you can follow along with written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash antiphospholipid syndrome or in the rheumatology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Antiphospholipid syndrome is a disorder associated with antiphospholipid antibodies. And this is where the blood becomes prone to clotting. So the patient is in what we call a hypercoagulable state or high level of coagulation within the body. The main associations are with thrombosis, so the development of clots, and also with complications in pregnancy, particularly recurrent miscarriages. Antiphospholipid syndrome can occur on its own, or it can be secondary to another autoimmune condition, particularly systemic lupus erythematosus. So antiphospholipid syndrome and SLE often go hand in hand. It's associated with antiphospholipid antibodies, and there's three particular ones. The first that you need to remember is lupus anticoagulant, and the second are anticardiolipin antibodies. And there's a third that's less likely to come up in your exams called anti-beta-2 glycoprotein 1 antibodies. These antibodies interfere with coagulation and create a hypercoagulable state where the blood is more prone to clotting. So let's go through the associations of antiphospholipid syndrome. The first is venous thromboembolism, so deep vein thrombosis or DVTs, and pulmonary embolisms or PEs. It's also associated with arterial thrombosis, so strokes, myocardial infarction, and renal thrombosis. It's associated with pregnancy-related complications like recurrent miscarriages, stillbirth, and preeclampsia. There's a very specific skin condition called levido reticularis that's associated with antiphospholipid syndrome, and this is a purple lace-like rash that gives a mottled appearance to the skin. Another association that's worth remembering is Liebmann-Sachs endocarditis, which is a type of non-bacterial endocarditis, where there are growths, which we call vegetations, on the valves inside the heart. The mitral valve is most commonly affected, and Liebmann-Sachs endocarditis is associated with both SLE and antiphospholipid syndrome. Thrombocytopenia, or a low platelet count, is also common in antiphospholipid syndrome. So how do we make a diagnosis? Well, diagnosis can be made when there's a history of thrombosis or pregnancy-related complications, such as three recurrent miscarriages, plus persistent antibodies that are associated with a condition. So persistent lupus anticoagulant, anticardiolipin antibodies, or anti-beta-2 glycan-1 antibodies. So how do we manage the condition? Well, patients are usually managed jointly between rheumatology, hematology, and obstetrics if they're pregnant. Treatment is with long-term warfarin, with an INR in the range of 2 to 3, and this is used to prevent thrombosis. And pregnant women can't take warfarin, so they should be started on low molecular weight heparin, such as anoxaparin, plus aspirin to reduce the risk of pregnancy complications. Remember that warfarin is very harmful and contraindicated during a pregnancy. 
So thanks for listening to this episode on antiphospholipid syndrome. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found this podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other podcast episode topics, for example, we have a podcast and written notes on SLE, which is commonly associated with antiphospholipid syndrome, then head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. It's packed with detailed and concise notes which have been simplified to help you understand the condition and learn the key facts and guidelines you need for your medical exams. And if you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, don't worry, you can find everything completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on Sjogren's Syndrome.